Warning, this podcast episode is different than other episodes of this podcast. Uh, This is part two of us reading Appointment with Fear. So if you don't know what that is, you didn't hear last episode, go back and listen to that. Otherwise, uh, you're jumping in in the middle of a story and all our dumb jokes aren't going to make any dumb sense. Enjoy. We'll need some sound isolation. The heat sounds like an old man breathing. So oh, that's fun. Well, all those budget cuts, you know. <laughs> yeah, we just have a bunch of. Uh, well, it's really nice because we've employed a lot of our county's uh, underemployed elderly people to just breathe hot air. And it's it's so great for them to get out of the house and meet people. It is. They, yeah, we just need you to stand by this vent and do. You know how you can breathe hot and you can breathe cold. You need to breathe hot because it's winter. Uh, oh. About eight hours. I only want to breathe on the young girls. Like, okay, well, you're out, of, you're out of the program. You get to work yeah, at uh, county headquarters, though. How about that, bud? <laughs> Good news, Chris. Uh, breathe on the young girls is the end of episode Zelda clip now, so thanks for that. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> As the young starlet picks herself up and thanks you, the serpent moans and pleads for mercy. He can offer you some information and wants to do a deal. Oh, we can't, we can't do that, though, because he's dead. <laughs> We can't do any of that. He's he's very dead. He will tell so. you what he knows if you will release him. But you have sworn to uphold justice and can agree to no such deal. You explain that you can only suggest that helping you by releasing this information may make the judge a little easier on him. Reluctantly, he agrees. Everybody plug your ears up because this is a dead man. He can't say anything. <laughs> I think we find a note on his person that has this is how we'll uh, house rule it. Yeah. We're, we're using him like a puppet. We're like, he's like, oh, please don't take us in. I'll tell you anything. And then we're like, oh, we, we, we got to take you in, though. But if you tell us, it might judge Michael easier. He's like, okay, good. Well, uh, here's all my secrets. Yeah. This testimony is not admissible in the court of law because you just put your hand through his skull and made him his, uh, his mouth move while you said the words you wanted him to say. Yeah, we're covered in blood. And his, his ex-girlfriend is like, she's freaking out hardcore. She's having a rough night. Yeah. She's actually thrilled. Uh, she thought he was a piece of shit the whole time. That's right. He, he's a kidnapping asshole. Yeah, but you don't think the scales have tipped like past justice and retribution onto like just, just the insanely macabre? No, I think, uh, I think we've unleashed a, a dark seed in her heart. She's like, take me with you. I love your style. I want to do killing too. I think she's the next serpent. Uh-oh. Reluctantly, he agrees. He tells you two pieces of information. First of all, you learn that the creature of Carnage is, in fact, Ilya Karpov, a known the, agent of fear. The cool fifth secret identity, zero ways to implement yeah, that information. The secret identities are not very secret in this universe. No. Look, uh, everyone's secret, secret identity is a fucking body once we put enough bullets into them. So after you have handed him over to the police, turn to 79. You may add two hero points for rescuing Lola Manch. Also, I like that we all misread this and assumed that we could choose to kill people, but really, the book just won't let us kill people. So we're, we netted one, we're plus one hero point after doing that good murder. <laughs> yeah. Huh. After a good night's sleep, you set off for work the next morning. God, would we just sleep and never go to work? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not been like three days since we've last been to work? Yeah. Well, that we know of, right? Like... This is probably just our life. We probably haven't had a job in like six months. We just haven't shown up long enough to be fired. Uh-huh. And we justify it to ourselves by saying, oh, we're fighting crime. 
mm-hmm. we are not fighting crime. They can't fire you if you don't show up. That's just, you know, work law. Yeah. You're real suspicious of people who try to greet you on the street like they're trying to serve you papers. <laughs> you're like, not today. I still work for the bank. To your great relief, your crime watch does not sound at all. And you actually arrive before Jonah White, who's astounded to find you hard at work when he arrives. There we go. You may add two luck points as the danger of losing your job has now passed because you came to work one out of three days. Yeah, that's a low bar. Jonah, yeah, Jonah White just really wants us to try. That's all he's asking. You are on yeah. probation, but every time I see you, I have to reset the clock, so I guess you're good. <laughs> <laughs> it has been zero days since you last missed work. <laughs> Will you change into the Silver Crusader and visit the police headquarters to find out why so little has been happening on the crime front all day? Turn to 245. Or will you pay a surprise visit on your aunt who lives out in the suburbs for reasons that aren't explained to us? Yeah, this is after work, right? Like, we're not going to celebrate being at work early by just, like, totally dipping. <laughs> yeah, work. I also missed that sentence. No, I think, I think we did the thing where, like, you, you come in and you just make sure your boss saw you and you're uh-huh. like, cool, I'm good. He doesn't pay that much attention, so he just thinks I'm here. I'm good. Well, it's, it's at five. We, you know, we're p- clocking out at five on the nose, mm-hmm. but hey, you know. Oh, it does say at five. Thank you, Chris. I didn't even see that. I also didn't see that, and I was like, wait, so we literally showed up for work for the first time in a week. Yeah. Your aunt lives in Cockney Grain. Hello, Governor. A pleasant suburban district in the east of the Titan Center, and not at all in the countryside of England. No. G- Grandma, give me your fucking <laughs> What? Le- guys, let me just throw this out there. What if we just did Australia, but uh, like tw- again, we just call it Cockney Green, we take all our worst people... <laughs> just drop them in America. Oh, man. Guys, that was a test of myself to see how hard it would be for me to swear in my classroom. Yeah? Relatively hard. <laughs> <laughs> kind of glad about that. I mean, you really don't want to break that, uh, like, that wall, right? No, yeah. I've, built a, I, like, I've built in a lot of sub, subconscious restraints against shouting at kids. <laughs> and I, think, <laughs> I think this is one of them. The bus drops you off at Cockney Cemetery. Uh-oh. Leaving you with a five-minute walk to her house. Will you take a leisurely stroll around the outside of the cemetery? 219. Or will you take a shortcut through it? 85. I mean, right through the fucking cemetery. We're yeah. gone as hell, right? Yeah. We gotta stomp on all those corpses. We only have so much free time. The sky clouds over you as you enter the cemetery, and by the time you're halfway across, the atmosphere is decidedly spooky. Mm. Your eyes widen as you see a movement in the soil on the top of the grave. Something is trying to get out. A hand reaches out of the soil, and you are frozen to the spot as a huge shape lifts itself out of the pit. The Reincarnation. Capital R. <laughs> it's, it's Jesus Christ? <laughs> yeah, here he is. <laughs> on the third day of your sojourn <laughs> <Yeah>. from work. <laughs> the beast that cannot be killed. Why on earth has he been buried in an ordinary grave? Probably some idiot official didn't believe the stories. If you have ETS, turn to 332, Psy Powers, Energy Blast, and Super Strength. So, where's the one where we have an RPG like in Buffy, and then we pick up all the pieces of the judge and mail it all over the world? I think that counts as the power we chose, right? ETS, it's technology. Fuck, I mean, yeah. fuck, dang, y'all, I can't. It's real hard for me not to say the F word in this classroom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, Educational Testing Service, page 3332. <laughs> cool. Uh, me got test anxiety. <laughs> you draw a micronet from your accessory belt. And cast it over the creature. Good pronunciation, Mark. Not at all how I would have approached that series of letters. Micronet? Yeah, I don't know why I would have said micronet. (laughs) It's a micronet. (laughs) It's a micronet. 
<laughs> the tough fibers tangle its limbs, but it is not strong enough to hold for long. See, it is ambiguous. Is it the micronet or the reincarnation that's not strong enough? Right? See, that's something <laughs> I can speak to in an English classroom. Hey, you fucking kids. Make it clear what your pronouns are referencing. Uh, which, which fucking kids? Good point. <laughs> good point, Jeffy. Uh, uh, this is why I joined this program. Get out of here, old heater man. <laughs> Quit breathing all the hot air. Turn to 373 to fight the reincarnation, but deduct three points from its skill for the first six rounds of combat, which is more than enough to kill it, I hope. Uh, old Heater Man is the name of a Metal Gear Solid villain. Just every week we prove that you can't sing across the internet. With the magic of editing, sometimes it sounds okay for short I think we sing incredibly well across the internet. I just don't know the Pokemon battle music as well as I should. Oh man, it's like... The only song I know, note by note. <laughs> the reincarnation. Uh, I, yeah, sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. I was going to reminisce about uh, uh, when that stage came on Smash for the first time. I was like, uh, mm. oh, this sounds like the Pokemon song. And it was like, it took me like six months to realize that the Smash stages had, like, I'm in yeah. the seventh grade, right? They were attached uh, to games. Yeah, that they were specific. Because I didn't, like, I never played <laughs> Kirby. Mm-hmm. And I didn't never played Zelda. But Pokemon stuck out. But whoa, whoa, whoa. you didn't recognize the Star Fox 64? stage this doesn't track ian yeah you're on the fucking fighter right you know i don't i I must not have i was deep in the star fox mythos too i I think i just (laughs) i i I internalized that and the mario music as just like background nintendo noise and i didn't realize that they were distinct it's nintendo's equivalent of just like uh public domain music they just throw it on whatever yeah yeah don't have to pay for it did you guys uh when you were kids get that vhs tape from toys rs announcing the arrival of pokemon sure didn't (laughs) No, oh, was, it, was it yellow? Was it like a, uh, a colorful VHS? No, it was a normally colored VHS, and it was just like clips of the Pokemon TV show, but like they also hired a white lady to just be like, wow, Pokemon, it's the new hip thing from Japan. <laughs> I can't wait to get my kids their hands on it. <laughs> and as a child, I was like, oh man, it's, uh, this is a lot of a cartoon. I'm excited for it. Oh man, I wish that white lady was my mom. She seems nice. <laughs> yeah, right. She she just has no problem buying toys. Yeah, it's, she gleefully buys the Pokemon for her children. <laughs> My parents were just like, "What the fuck is this? Did they just send <laughs> us like a, a TV ad?" Uh, that's insidious, though. You make it look like a fun uh, sort of TV show. And I mean, it was like, a huge envelope from Toys R Us. Yeah, right, I was yeah. just like, that's "Oh hell yeah. yeah!" I don't think Toys R Us had my address. I don't know that I ever went inside of Toys R Us as a child. Yeah. My parents didn't sign me up for the Toys R Us VHS club or anything. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just because we got the catalog one year. Mm. I don't know. All right. Here we go. The reincarnation is a lonely child waiting by the park. (laughs) Uh, We should help him out. Uh, The reincarnation is a powerful creature which may not be killed, but you may be able to knock it unconscious. If you reduce its stamina to zero, it will remain. So for two days, resolve the battle. He has skill 10 and stamina 12. Chris, you're doing the rolling? Yep. Yeah, reincarnation tagged us. All right, what's that look like? Let's see. Uh, so he's covered in just like grave dirt. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he just and he has webbed hands. Webbed hands. So he just like dries his hands off at us and we just get all that gross like flesh grave dirt Ugh. right in our mouth. We're just gross. paralyzed with fear and he like walks over to us and rubs his hands on our clothes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And that causes two damage. Okay, so we are at uh, 16 stamina. It's plenty of stamina. I'm not afraid. We nailed him. 
Nice. Ian, what's that look like? All right, so uh, we do a close-up cut of our eyes, and they sort of squint, like in uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And then it goes up to his eyes, and he kind of squints, right? Like that sort of uh, the three-way standoff. Uh-huh. And uh, then it cuts down to our, our shoe, which is a leather boot, but we hit a button on our belt. We can hear the button, and it goes, do 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 and like a sh- uh, an, an iron shield comes up over the toe of our boot. Ooh. And then it cuts back to his eyes, and they go wide, and our eyes squint even more extremely, and then we kick him square in the nuts okay. with our <laughs> metal boot. I thought that might be coming. <laughs> All right, next round. All right. He's down to 10. Uh, we got him again. Yeah, he uh, he has fallen on the ground from that first one, and we just like rear back and, and just start stomping on those nuts. Man, we're rolling so good. We got him again. I want to say a rocket is mounted on the toe of the boot, and it pushes our foot down with uh, with with jet propulsion into this the reincarnation's dead rotting crotch. Awesome. And we dislocate our knee, but uh, well worth it. <laughs> Ian, I'm just going to throw a, uh, an artistic challenge at you real quick. Mm-hmm. Let's say that we've obliterated his nuts. There's yeah. no more nuts left to kick, but we still yeah. have to win this fight. Okay, you're right. Uh, uh, for, the, for the next round. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, potential retcon, maybe we blew his nuts off the first time we killed him. Because <laughs> I'm assuming that's like kind of our move, yeah, right? Yeah, he reincarnates, but like not all his bits. Right. The nuts are the hardest thing to grow back, doctors say. Uh, We got him by one. Nice. Okay. Uh, We pull both of his legs off. (laughs) That's it. That's it. We just, just, (laughs) we, we brace, like we brace our foot against his ruined crotch. Right. Where the nuts would be. Yeah. Where the nuts would be. And now instead is a good foothold. And we pull both of his legs off. Jesus. I guess that makes sense. He is a rotting corpse. Why do we even have technology when we could just like walk up to some horrible creature and start ripping its limbs off? We have technology enhancements to allow us to do Uh, these Look, The lever is perhaps the most important form of technology, right? Yeah, right. It's a simple machine, but it gets the job done. We got him again. We're killing it. Okay. All right. We move our foot to his chest. We stand straight over him at 90 degrees and pull both his arms off. Okay, we're not fighting a torso. Well, but he's still got a menacing mouth. Yeah, he has he has access to too many weapons still. Ah, he's just he's just biting at the air. He's he's doing all the black night lines that we don't need to recreate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think it, so. We don't go to zero, right? Because we're good guys. No, so we, if, if he goes to zero, he doesn't die. Yeah, yeah. We don't lose uh, hero points for this one. Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. Do do do. That's uh, another tie. These are good die. Dice. I was just speaking slowly. Mm-hmm. What are they? Kuo? K-O-U-B-S? K-O-U-B-S. Oh, yeah. K-U-B-S. K-U-B-S. Uh, guys. He got us. Oh, no. So he's a torso, but he got us. Yeah, he got us. Uh, so as you attempt to kick him in the face, he opens his mouth and catches your foot right in his mouth uh-huh. and just bites it hard. Savage. That is yeah, like, it just goes right through the leather. Uh, you can, it just... We lose a toe. Yeah. Oh, no. pro- I'm probably the foot to gangrene later, but we'll see. <laughs> All right. We got him. All right, we're, uh, we're sort of hobbled by this foot move, and we lean uh, out, and our outstretched hand hits a Gravedigger's uh, flat-headed shovel. And so we take, we pull that shovel back to us, uh, line it up with his neck, and stomp on that shovel with, yeah. a, with our good foot. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns to dust. That was it, yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, then I, wa- I, I would love to. I would love to put all of those body parts in a different bag and mail them to different people across 
on far ends of the earth. All right, remember, this isn't an actual role-playing game. I can't say that you do that. The book has to decide. <laughs> yeah, good point. And besides, we have to go to our aunt's house. We're in a hurry. That's right. <laughs> if you defeat the creature, turn to 239. It does not say what to do in the event the creature wins, so it's a good thing we won. Yeah. You've died. Go home. Turn, put this book down and just leave. You have, you have, your last thought is of uh, the, your aunt and the fact that the reincarnation is going to definitely eat her. Yeah. Her house is right beside the place where he respawns. Mm-hmm. There is no one about to help you. What can you do? Simply leave the creature where it lies? You decide the best thing to do is to chop it up into little pieces and put them in individual garbage bags and mail it <laughs> to all the four corners of the world. Got it. You decide the best thing to do is to place it back in its grave and cover it until you can bring the police to dispose of the reincarnation more effectively. Literally the thing you made fun of someone else for doing two minutes ago. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, you know, now you kind of see why they did it. <laughs> it's just easier. It's all about that inertia. It's real hard to overcome. Your Aunt Florence is overjoyed to see you, but wonders why you're looking so untidy. It's because the reincarnation rubbed his dirt hands on you. Yeah, you got a lot of dirt on you. Yeah. Also, nuts. <laughs> you changed your costume, but you left your boots on, and they're covered in nuts. Hey, it looks like exploded nuts are all over your legs. Do you want to uh, use the laundry machine? No. Oh, I bet you'd be interested in some exploded nuts, huh, Aunt Florence? <laughs> a classic you. No, no, no. I'm not a superhero. I don't just kick people in the nuts all day. <laughs> I have a real job. Ask Jonah White. <laughs> My probation officer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit, that is his job, right? He just has to check in every few days and, like, say he's not getting oh, in any trouble. No. That tracks. That yeah. tracks. That's what he considers to be his job. We definitely, like, like, went to jail for destroying people's nuts, like, over and over again, right? <laughs> you haven't been starting any trouble, have you? No, Mr. White. I finish everything I start. You decide to spend the night there rather than face the long journey home. Next morning is, thank goodness, a Saturday. <laughs> no work. If, indeed, you still have a job left to go back to at all. <laughs> I'm glad the book is at least self-aware on this front. Yeah. <laughs> you leave your aunts, and you must now decide where you will go. There's an exhibition of home appliances of the future at the World's Court Exhibition Center. Or you may go to watch the presidential cavalcade on 7th Avenue. The president is coming to Titan City. Alternatively, the Titan Tigers are playing a friendly football game against the Metro Mohawks. So our, uh, our career as a superhero involves just trying to live an everyday life and not succeeding and not finding supervillains, right? Yeah, I mean, we couldn't even go see our Aunt Florence and have her fuss over us and make cream cakes without there being some sort of altercation. We took the fast way through the graveyard to avoid uh -huh. any trouble, and what do you know? It's the reincarnation. And graveyards, like, nine times out of ten, quietest places on the block. Except in Sunnydale, yeah. Except in Sunnydale, right? So, uh... There's the home appliances exhibition. I do think, like, listen, given our given our skill set, I do think home appliances of the future is where, like, a sort of Mega Man technology-absorbing guy would go. Ooh, Ooh, true. Yeah, that's our because, home turf. Yeah, imagine if we could incorporate, like, the latest three-heat oven technology into our boots. <laughs> I'm down. Because if there's anything better than stepping on nuts with a steel-toe boot, it would be a hot a heated steel toe boot. Oh my god, guys, I just got there. There's definitely a robot running rampage. Yeah! The crowds are gathering to get into the exhibition, and a huge banner proclaims, Appliances of the future! See tomorrow's home technology today! The clothing service station, for example, mm -hmm. is a machine which takes in dirty washing and cleans, dries, and irons it ready to wear. Oh no, like the mangler in Stephen King's The Mangler. What? 
Yeah, it was like an industrial laundry uh, machine that would fold and press, and it like sucked somebody in once, and mm -hmm. then got a taste Ew. for blood, and then it has a demon in it. <laughs> it's really good. It's a great short story, and then it's a horrible movie with Robert England. Awesome. But it's like one of those really good bad movies. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So there's a movie where Robert England effectively plays a, a dryer? No, he's like the he's like the <laughs> mysterious old man character that they built to justify there being a demon in it. Because you know how Stephen King's short stories sometimes are like just suggestions, and then like to make it into a real movie, you have to really crap it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking of Maximum Overdrive as the prime example of this. A cocktail composer puts together all the ingredients of a cocktail. <laughs> the perfect opponent is uh, a guy who kicks you in the nuts in a silver suit. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, is a games playing computer which can learn the rules of any game and will play at eight different levels of skill. Oh, sweet, it's AlphaGo. Robots are there in many forms. A tidy maid remembers where everything goes in a room and will replace everything to its proper position. These all oh. have great potential for like <laughs> to go horribly wrong. Devast devastation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. Somebody plugged the perfect opponent into the uh, to the nuclear computer uh, in in war games. Whoops, the, a Daisy. The baby's crib is on fire, and I took the baby out. Left the room for two seconds. Perfect maid, put him back in. <laughs> this cocktail looks and smells exactly like antifreeze. <laughs> These are bad ingredients. On a large stand, a man with round glasses and a loud voice is demonstrating his firm's tireless butler, a man-sized android which will do many home chores. A mandroid, if you will. Do you think tireless means that he walks on two legs or that he doesn't get tired? Maybe both. Maybe both. He, he uses treads. Yeah. You stare at him. With his bald head, his identity is obvious. Although he is not easy to recognize without the cybernetic enhancers he wears on his arms and his distinctive and very dangerous eye goggles, it is most definitely Vladimir Utashki, head of fear. And gracing the cover of our book. We did it, oh, guys. Man. We got to an important battle. Yeah. He sees you coming, flicks a switch at the back of the android, and darts off into the crowd. Screams break out, and the android goes berserk, charging into the crowd, arms flailing. <laughs> Will you... Yeah, that's a fun image. Yeah, I like... The, the arms are definitely like 360-degree <laughs> windmills of pain. I, uh, I'm picturing the, like, uh, wacky inflatable flailing tube, man. Yeah, more like that. Like, the run Will <laughs> Robinson kind of just, like, random-ass arms. Nice. Mm. Will you pursue Utoshki, turn to 387, or is your first duty to save the visitors from the mad android? Turn to 62. Utoshki, right? It gotta be. We gotta, we gotta make an end run for the boss at this point. But I think this is yeah, gonna, yeah. It's gonna punish us. It's gonna punish us. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're gonna let it happen. Like, this is gonna, our boss is gonna be in the crowd and we will lose our job for sure now. <laughs> you race after Utoshki, traveling through the milling crowds and catch a glimpse of him leaving the exhibition through a fire door. You follow him into an alley. He's nowhere to be seen. Will you try turning left or right his best move is to just be hiding in a trash can by the door yeah he's like perched above the door looking down at us breathing yeah. real slow oh <laughs> man and when that and when we make a move the camera sort of pans back mm -hmm. Oof. uh i don't know fucking let's do left it's the closest page left is the closest page you emerge from the alley into a crowded street and look left and right damn you cannot see him uh retcon okay. 324 24 also mark language <laughs> please mark Language. What? what? Language. What? You said the you said the D word. What D word? This is a Christian podcast. Oh, don't don't worry about it, Mark. You're going to get to say it again because the spoiler is he escapes no matter what we do. So, oh motherfucker, get ready to read the same thing. You emerge from the alley into a crowded street and look left and right. Damn, you cannot see him. You run a few paces along the street to search for any signs of him. But wow, I can't. The scene is one of mayhem. Injured people lie on the ground around the stand, and others are panicking, trying to get away from the dangerous machine. If you have ETS, turn to 186. Yeah, we do. 
hit him with a hit him with a zapper. Shoot him with a gun. Oh, well. <laughs> you pull out a gun. <laughs> a gun. And shoot him with a gun. You quickly pull a power drainer from your accessory belt and attach it to the android's back. You wait for its actions to slow down. <laughs> like, it is uh, chopping its way through people, but you just stand <laughs> yeah. back patiently. It'll chill. <laughs> Any second now. Yeah. Then you realize the, the power drainer wasn't turned on. Oops, you say. What a fucking idiot. It's almost like that, though, Mark. It's almost like that. A light on the power drainer comes on. Its power supply has run down. You curse and think desperately about what else you could use. The answer comes from a man in the crowd who has been watching the demonstration. Try this, he shouts, throwing you a small pin-like device. He called it a circuit jammer or something. Maybe it will help. Sure enough, the little gadget lives up to its name and the movements of the android cease. This looks like a useful device and you keep it with you. You may also add four hero points for defeating the android. God. Woo! We are basking in hero points. So the only, the only thing I remember them being useful for is uh, sort of placating the populace's disgust at us killing people. <laughs> well, we do need those. We can kill four more people. I'm really hoping it gets to the end and like there's a scene where you have to win the crowd over and it's like, how many hero points do you have? Turn to this page yeah. to see how good <laughs> 12 what goes. Yeah. Do you get into hero heaven? Yeah. You fuck with Spider-Man, you fuck with New York. They probably didn't say fuck. Uh, it was a PG-13 movie, but you know what I mean. You fuck with the Silver Crusader, uh, you know, please, we'll, we'll buy you a drink. Yeah, please keep doing that. He yeah. is a menace. He destroyed my niece's nuts. Nope. Nephew's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he destroyed my nephew's nuts. They took some nuts that my niece was eating and he, he crushed them. Ate them. And they were macadamias. Macadamias. Uh, macadamias. Ro- roasted. She works in one of those nuts for nuts carts. That was her livelihood. She smashed them. Her livelihoods. Under his steel boot. You remember that the president is coming to Titan City today. I guess we're doing that quest now. No, it gives us a choice to also watch a football game, Mark. We'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so back to this choice. President or football game? President. I guess we chose wrong the first time. Yeah. We're going to 100% this book. Yeah, we got some hero points out of the deal. And we we didn't even have to fight. We just parsed a button. Yeah. Okay, uh, so I'm feeling cavalcade. I think that is where fear will be trying to strike. Oh, for sure. So I mean, in, in that third Batman movie, though, Bane really did get that football game all messed up. In that third Batman movie, Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey really did <laughs> kidnap... I don't remember the plot of that movie. Are they in the same one together? Yeah. And, and then, then Poison oh, Ivy and Mr. Freezer in the same one together? And Bane. Yes. And Bane, right. Which one had Batgirl? The last one, Batman and Robin. Ironically, because Batman Forever is the one that added Robin, and then Batman and Robin added Batgirl. Right, and then and then Batman, Robin, and Batgirl introduces uh, Oracle, which is sort of a time jump, uh-huh, I guess. Uh-huh. If, if, and then if, uh, <laughs> Batman and Robin and Batgirl and Oracle introduces uh, Nightwing, Terry, Batman Beyond, Damian Wayne. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the citizens of Titan City have turned out in their thousands to greet the president. In their thousands. That's a weird turn of phrase. It's not a big, it's not a big town. Yeah. Yeah. They line both sides of 7th Avenue, six deep. And so 6,000, uh, uh, not doing the math. There's much flag waving and bands are playing in the streets as a prelude to the arrival. Bands to make her dance. Will you spend the next half hour in a coffee bar waiting for the main procession to arrive? Or will you find a place in the crowd which offers a decent view? <sighs> yeah, do we be lazy or do we be a hero? Well, Given how much work we don't do, I feel like coffee bar is more our speed, but... I'm feeling seven. Yeah. I think we gotta... I want the main events to be happening. 
Yeah, 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 good call. Yeah, let's get, let's get real close to it. You fight your way through the crowd, kicking nuts along the way. Yeah. <laughs> until you reach a spot where you can just about see the cars arrive up the avenue over the heads of the crowd in front of you. Jesus, they're driving over the people's heads? <laughs> yeah. boom, boom. Are we dressed as the Silver Crusader right now? Yeah, for sure. Everyone's like just parting ways in fear and covering yeah. their uh, crotches. <laughs> as the president's car approaches, you catch sight of a man in front of you struggling with something. His hand comes free. He's holding a gun and preparing to point it at the president. You are in your street clothes and cannot use your superpowers, but you must do something to prevent the man from getting a shot at the president. You leap on him from behind. Assassin, skill seven, stamina six. After the second round of combat, turn to 359. All right, uh, Chris, you're the hero this time. Uh, we got him. All right, how's that look, Chris? We're, we're, oh, geez. All right, so we're on his back like a monkey, and we're just mm-hmm. scratching his face. We're scratching his face. Awesome. He takes two bleed damage. Next round. Cool. Uh, he got us. Wow. All right. He, he just sort of, he, he freaks out and uh, shakes, shakes you off real hard. And you just sort of hit the ground on your, on your coccyx real, 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 uh, real sore. Then he puts the gun to your chest and shoots you through the heart. Take two damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that was the second round of combat. We got to go to three, five, nine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Three, five, nine. You temporarily release your grip on him, and he manages to shove you aside just as the president's car draws past. He aims the gun and shoots. Why did we bother fighting? The president falls. Wow. You leap on him again to finish him off. Okay, so let's do that last round. We suck. Yeah. I was just saying, oopsie daisy, we let the president die. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just got, he got shot and fell down. He would be fine. Are there other heroes in the city, or is it just us and a giant rogues gallery of villains? Some might argue that, like, everybody we've fought is a kind of hero trying to stop us from our <laughs> mad rampage. Right. Yeah, we got him. All right. Which looks like, so I guess, like, as he uh, is aiming the gun at his own head, you managed to <laughs> punch him right in the chin. Cool. So we stopped him from taking his life, and now he will face justice. One of the president's bodyguards is listening for a pulse. He looks up and shakes his head. <laughs> In your street clothes, you cannot get near the body, but the police listen to your story and take the assassin from you. Something strange is going on. You say this guy fired at the president as he fell? Then how come the bullet that killed him came from a high-powered rifle, not the magnum your man was carrying? Uh-oh. It's a real JFK scenario here. A real grassy knoll. Yeah, it really is. You puzzle over this as you leave the station and head home. So when I read stuff, I like to, I look at it sort of all at once first and pick out like words that stick out to my brain. And mm-hmm. the first thing I read was your assassin's bullet did not kill the president. So I was very surprised <laughs> to read that the president was still dead. Uh, <laughs> it was a heart attack. The yeah. noise of the gunshot just startled him. <laughs> yeah, he got, he was a real frail old man. He always had a, a assassination phobia. He's just jumpy. He was a jumpy president. You set off home to take some well-deserved rest. Well deserved. You failed to save the president. Great job. Yeah, it's not every day you watch the president get shot to death. You killed the guy who was going to shoot the assassin. You gained six stamina points for taking it easy. Next morning, you are awoken, not by the alarm clock, but by your crime watch. Beep. 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 Reliable information. Fear meeting today. Whereabouts unknown. So basically, no information. It's just yeah, reminding we know, you. We know, we know for sure literally nothing yeah you snooze the alarm yeah (laughs) it is hopeless you do not know where fear is holding its meeting and you do not have a chance to find it in such a short time you find a convenient spot change into your street clothes and hail a cab you go to a bar and drown your sorrows yeah 
The driver has his radio on. As he chats away, the radio splutters and fizzles, the music dies, and an unscheduled announcement interrupts the program. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, pro- program with two M's and an E. I forgot we were in Britain. In Britain. That's why nobody has any guns. But so many mobiles. Not for long. Uh, the joke I was going to make before was, I, Granny, give me your fucking landline. Because <laughs> old people don't have cell phones in this universe. A steely voice with a sinister tone speaks slowly and clearly. Citizens of the world. It announces, do not attempt to retune your receivers. You attempt to retune your receiver. It doesn't work. <laughs> oh, no. This message is being broadcast on all frequencies simultaneously in all languages to all areas of the globe. You check Cartoon Network because that's the first place you check whenever there's like an announcement. You check to see if it's broadcasting on Cartoon Network. Then you know it's serious. Can you even broadcast on all frequencies or like does the way radio works make that impossible? I don't know. You'd have to you'd have to have an, uh, 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 all the res- all the transponders doing the work. You couldn't just do it once. My name is Vladimir Utashki. You might recognize me from that alley that I slipped into yesterday. <laughs> I am known as the Titanium Cyborg. My message is this. We have taken control of the Star Wars franchise. Oh. Well, nope. Good good luck. Satellite. Enjoy that albatross. <laughs> They're the trillion-dollar albatross. Oh no! What are you like? It's what? What? What could they possibly do that would make it worse? You know, new creative direction. Damn! <laughs> we're we're going to make Porgs be the Star Wars. <laughs> what? We have taken control of the Star Wars satellite, which orbits the Earth. We demand the unconditional surrender of all your governments and military establishments. Our satellite will obliterate, one by one, the major cities of the Earth. As proof of our power, Titan City will be exterminated in exactly 30 seconds. Your heart sinks. You have failed to stop the fateful meeting of fear. The whole world must now pay the penalty. Presumably the end, because there's no page reference. Yeah, well, <laughs> another 30 seconds from now, I think we get blasted. Oh, cool. So wait 30 seconds and then say the end? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. We're not doing this. Uh, 298. <laughs> That's the one where we s- secretly uh, steal our way into it without knowing the page reference, right? Uh, yeah, 290- 298. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking up Star Wars real quick. Why? That's the, the Reagan uh, space laser program? Well, yeah, yeah, but like, how did they do it? They didn't. Oh, because the... Yeah, this is a fictional universe, Ian. World War okay. Star Wars turned out to be useful. I think that worked, yeah. All right, but in the alternative universe where we are a competent hero... Got you. You burst through the door into a smoke-filled room. Six startled faces wheel around to stare at you, and from their seats around the conference table. You recognize them all as agents of fear... At the head of the table sits a man whose face you could never forget. The bald head, pointed nose, and eye goggles belong to Vladimir Utashki, leader of fear. He rises to his feet and speaks. So, the Silver Crusader honors us with a visit. Could it be that you wish to join us? Interesting narrative change. <laughs> I you've think uh, you've done a lot of bad crimes, are you, you sure? I, I've seen your work with these gentlemen's balls. <laughs> <laughs> you're, a, you're a real sadist. We have a seat for you. I think not. This puny specimen is no match for the titanium cyborg. The half-human, half-mechanical man steps towards you, his two electro-assisted arms ready to attack. Do you have a circuit jammer with you? Yeah, yeah well, I think we do, bud. Get ready Fuck for this yeah. mess. Fuck yeah! If so, turn yeah. to 159. If not, you have to fight him. 
awesome. Goddamn. I really hope it's just like you press a button and he dies. Yeah. He invented this fucking device. He did, but it's already it's already defeated that one robot. It too will be out of batteries. It's like Superman like working in a kryptonite factory, just churning out kryptonite. Yeah. The cyborg's grin fades as the device affects its electronic functions. The abilities have been reduced to those of an ordinary man. You may now battle the creature on more equal terms. Hey, also, he's now carrying around like dozens of pounds of heavy machinery that does nothing. So <laughs> yeah. probably makes him real off balance. Yeah. The others watching the fight are frightened to see their leader stripped of his power so easily. We're going to spend a hero point on this one, right, Jen? Uh, yeah. How does that work? Uh, well, I mean, we're going to kill him. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got him. Okay. Awesome. Let's spend a luck point to maybe deal extra damage. So, Chris, roll yep. a d6. It has to be under our luck, which we don't remember. Well, it's one, so probably. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. So we do three damage. Nice. We're, we're in a conference room, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lovely conference room. Mm-hmm. It's well-appointed. Heavy oaken chairs. We lift one of these heavy oaken chairs mm-hmm. above our heads and bring it down, crashing with frightening force onto the crotch area of <laughs> the titanium cyborg. We just hit him square in the nuts with this heavy, heavy chair. So we have a, we have a chair over our head, and we yeah. bring it down really hard, Yeah, and it somehow hits him in the nuts. So like a, like a little... Like a little twist i guess yeah, and then we back do a little up, twist or? at the end like we're bringing it down but then we give it at an angle mm-hmm. catch him right it's in the whole hip area right in the zipper all right uh next round he has gotten us damn chris how did he get us well seeing as he is your greatest adversary mm-hmm. he recovers from the nut hit oh no oh no and then clumsily swings his now unpowered uh, cyber hand uh, mm-hmm. right into your nuts! No! Oh. No, it's our greatest weakness! Uh, damn, you got us again. Shit. And then, and then while he's got that giant metal fist right in our ball bag, bean bag, <laughs> hits, he gets us with the other one. Right in, again in the nuts. This is the worst! His, uh, his giant uh, mechanical right arm connects with our left testicle and the next moment, his giant mechanical left arm connects with our right testicle. Yeah, so the... Uh, no, 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 his, his giant mechanical other arm slams into the one that's currently next to our nuts, uh, much like one of those toys in a uh, Yeah, in a perpetual office. motion machine kind of thing, yeah. 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 <laughs> Newton's cradle of our nuts. Well, he's a genius, you know? Yeah, like, for I sure, like using it. physics like against it. us. Goddamn. Are we going to lose to this guy? I sure hope not. We can't lose to the titanium cyborg. He's got nine skill, that's pretty good. Yeah, we nerfed him, though. Way more stamina, though. So now he's sort of built the beginnings of a metallic totem pole lined up against our nuts, <laughs> and he just kicks the hand closest to him as hard as he can, transferring that force again into our nuts. <laughs> Got a real Br'er Rabbit situation here. I think the rest <laughs> of fear like applauds as we cough up some blood. And it's nut blood. <laughs> nut blood. Uh, well, we both t- boxcars all around that okay. time. Okay. Okay, we got him. All right. We, uh, we summon some sort of strength from deep inside us. We remember our Aunt Florence's cream cakes. And uh, we, we, clench, we clench our legs together, uh, thereby trapping three of the titanium cyborg's limbs uh, in, in our own crotch <laughs> region. Um, and then we sort of do a, this move where we, uh, where we hop up on our hands, mm-hmm. like, a, like we're doing a handstand. So he's lifted above us. And then we body slam him reverse body slam using our legs as our arms and our arms as our legs <laughs> and we slam him into the same chair that we beat him in the nuts with nice let's push our luck too uh chris roll one more die 
We gotta get right. under six this time. Well, that's a six. God damn it. Okay, so we only did one damage. Uh, so he's now at six stamina. All right. We got him again. Okay. Okay. Uh, we are still stuck together. Something's gone very wrong. Uh, one, of his, <laughs> one of his hands is all the way up in past where our bones are. Um, but uh, uh, what we do is uh, uh, we sort of we sort of spin like a hermit crab, uh, and, and he's attached to our to our whole zone. Uh, but we spin him really hard into another chair. Nice. Uh, this chair has another member of fear in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a, it's a, a a frail old lady who looks kind of like a witch. A frail old lady, but like she's uh her her name is Spike Witch, and she's covered in spikes. So like uh, Titanium yeah. Cyborg slams into one of those, and he's bleeding, and his devices are sparking. Yeah. Uh, we got him again. Okay. Okay, we're free because he has become stuck to the Spike Witch, who's not moving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Under his like eight thousand pounds yeah. like titanium yeah, yeah. chassis, right? As it turns out, uh, covering yourself in heavy metal spikes just means that when something hits you at a great speed, those spikes go into your body. It's yeah. true. <laughs> um, so we're standing above him, uh, 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 sort of triumphant, and uh, we uh, another member of fear stands up from behind us and pulls out a, a, like some sort of awful disintegrating ray, mm-hmm. but, we, but we notice it in time, and we whip out of the way while they zap this disintegrating ray um, right into the titanium cyborg's nuts. Okay, so his nuts are disintegrated. Vaporized. The police are amazed. Single-handedly, you have defeated the most dangerous association of criminals known to the world. Well, really just one of them, but that's fine. Yeah. Utoski had developed the transmitting computer center, which was capable of overriding transmissions from the Pentagon to the U.S. Star Wars satellite orbiting the Earth, which we knew. But you have foiled his plan. The Pentagon security codes can be changed almost immediately, and the titanium cyborg will be closely guarded for the rest of his life. You have earned 10 hero points for this victory. You can honestly say that you have saved the world from fear itself. The end is what I assume this chain graphic means. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, then there's a picture of him being arrested as fuck. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Is there any, like, store to spend our hero points at? I know. Like, thanks for the 10 hero points. Who gives a shit? Yeah, you get a Kool-Aid pitcher. (laughs) Kool-Aid pitcher? Wait, like, Mark, it's shaped like the Kool-Aid man? Yeah, so when I was a kid, we collected Kool-Aid points, and we eventually mailed off, and we got a Kool-Aid pitcher, oh, and I yeah, still have yeah. it to this day. Nice. Yeah. I, and you don't use that all the time? I didn't know that you had this, Mark. You should. Be- I used it all the time in college when I thought Kool-Aid was an okay thing to drink. It wasn't just destroying <laughs> your body for no reason. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely shouldn't uh, drink Kool-Aid out of it. That's no. a bad move. But I was very good at uh, making Kool-Aid with it in that, like, I was so <laughs> familiar with the proportions of this thing that I knew exactly, like, how far up to fill it with, like, like what a cup of sugar looks like and how much water it needs, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's insane. Like, one packet of Kool-Aid, you'd put in a whole cup of sugar? Yeah, it's fucking insane. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So yeah. good. So good. And then you'd put that in your body. Sure would. All of it. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, I'm glad we finally did it. Yeah, this was a fun book. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is, I would say this is a great like book to read yourself and enjoy. Yeah, because it is a long one, and this is we just picked up another hour of uh, recording. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have definitely wanted to hunt down the uh, causes and effects of the presidential assassination that happened because yeah. we yeah, sort that, of that. <laughs> gloss right over that. It's fine. There's a VP for this reason, right? Yeah, he's not true, doing anything else. True. Whole chain of command. First thing they should have done though is change those satellite codes. Yeah, appointment with fear two. Remember to change the satellite codes. <laughs> right, every six months it'll beep at you if you don't change the satellite codes. <laughs> Your crime watch is like, did you change the satellite codes yet? 
you just roll over. You know, people, some people live with a chirping smoke detector in their houses. Wild. Like they just deal with it. I, I remember listening to Loveline when I was in high school and uh, a, lot of, a lot of those people. Stayed up late listening to Loveline because of all the sex they would talk about. I, I just thought Adam Carolla was really funny. Mm. Um, but also probably the sex stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought it was, uh, there, there's gotta be an overlap between the people who need call-in relationship advice and the people who refuse to change the batteries in their smoke detector. Right. <laughs> uh, that, this about does it for, uh, for this week's uh, adventure. And I, I think we can safely, like this is Adventure with a capital A, gentlemen. This is a adventuresome book. Yeah, we barely went to work yeah. at all. It was a, almost 100% adventure. Yeah, stuffed with adventure. <laughs> we did 90, bumper cars. 90%. We did, we did do bumper cars. And we, there was that kid that got killed. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there were choices. There was adventure. This was, this was everything it promised to be. Yeah. Um, we were kind of a shit hero. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well we, were, we were very reaction, reactionary. We were not very proactive. Look, we don't have superpowers. We just know where the nuts are, you know? And sometimes you got to work with what you got. Yeah. We know where the nuts are. Um, definitely got to get some more of these fighting fantasy books in the, in the queue. These are good as heck. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that about does it for us here. Until next time, remember, always choose responsibly. Usually we say our names. Yeah, I forgot. Hang on. That, I'm Ian. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris, I guess. <laughs> and until next time. Uh, Why do I have to be Chris? This is bullshit. This is the worst one. You were the, you were the last one to pick. If you, if you had been... BYOA kickball team. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're, you're not last. There's only three of us. It's uneven teams. Always choose responsibly on the kickball. On the titanium cyborgs team. Yeah. yeah. This will be a thing that people will find funny when we make funny jokes about it.